My name is Danielle McLaughlin. I'm the author of The Art of Footbinding. My name is Donna Anita Nicolaisen and I'm the narrator. My name is Katrina Ennis and I'm playing the role of Becky. My name is Fiona Bell and I'm playing her mother, Janice. My name is Peter Daly. I am giving voice to the footbinding manual. In this story, we have a troubled relationship between a mother and daughter, between Janice and Becky. And Janice's relationship with her husband, Philip, is also in a bad way. And we see Becky taking on a practice of footbinding that she has learned about in school, in history class. And she is now carrying out at home using her mother's good sheets, which only adds to the conflict between mother and daughter. And while this is playing out, we see just how troubled the marriage between Janice and Philip is. Janice doesn't seem to be able to take the steps necessary to improve her situation or to extricate herself from this relationship. There have been things in the past that are making life difficult now and everybody's reacting in a different way. But you've got this unusual strand running through it in that the teenage daughter has learned about foot binding and in some move to try and maybe provoke a reaction or understand things better herself or as she says herself to empathise better she started to actually bind her own feet uh, and throughout it then I'm the one giving the instruction on how you would actually do that. The main emotion that I feel running through it is a kind of a, a sadness and everybody being a little bit misunderstood and also things in the house always breaking down or, you know, the crab apples not being harvested or the back door not being fixed so the rain comes in. It's like a metaphor for little things in their relationships that don't get fixed but get endured and then evolve into something else. But the core somehow doesn't get fixed. Janice is trying to cope with quite an unhappy marriage. Her husband has been unfaithful and but I don't think it's a kind of um, a spoken about situation. So she has made a decision to keep quiet about it. And I suppose ultimately it's how that, that secrecy impacts on her daughter. Becky is a young teenage girl who is, I suppose, going through her awkward teenage years. It reminded me of being a teenager, I have to say. There was bits of it I you know, was reading and I was thinking of my own those ages where you just are trying to figure out who you are, what you are, what your relationship with the world is and how often the people that you love dearest are are the people who get the brunt of your anger. Footbinding was a practice that was carried out for over a thousand years. It was something that caused horrendous pain and suffering for women. And it took place within a system, within a power structure that was dominated by men and which served the interests of men. And at the same time, it was women who were required to break the bones of these young girls, to wrap the bandages. So it was a practice that women carried out on other women, but to serve the system that was really against them and that was in no way in their best interests. And yet this was 
what they were trained to carry out and to observe. So I was also interested in the universality of it. I think there's something in the story as well that connects to what's going on at the moment for women around yeah. the world because it's basically a mother passing on how to be secret, mm. how to be secretive, how to keep quiet about the injustices in her marriage and then that beside the act yeah. of the foot binding that it's so ugly and so painful but it's done with this supposed to be like feminine secrecy and feminine allure which is all just nonsense. The practice of foot binding was a way of controlling and restraining women. It made it very difficult for women to walk with any speed. So they were confined in where they went. It was also a way of making women into a status symbol for men because if a man married a woman who had bound feet, well then that was an indicator of status. It was something that caused dreadful pain and was very difficult to undo afterwards because when or if bandages were unwound, the pain of the bones moving back or attempting to move back into their original position caused dreadful pain. And sometimes the pain of the bones awakening to what they had been was too much for a woman to endure. And I was interested in that idea that for Janice, perhaps she has been so long in a bad relationship that she feels that perhaps that it is too difficult. She can't see a way of bringing about change in a way that will be bearable for her. You have the benefit of a narrator who's giving you an inside track on perhaps stuff that you mightn't be aware of otherwise. And you see this married lady and she's obviously in a huge amount of pain. Uh, and the story itself it describes that very well. You You go along that journey with her and she's you know, she's both sad and angry at different times and she does lash out and you can empathise with that. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. And, and towards the end, as she's kind of looking out the window and there's rain pouring, you really, your heart is broken for the whole family, to be honest. I suppose I came to writing relatively late in that I didn't have any fiction at all published until I was into my 40s. I had been practising as a solicitor for years and I was very happy Working in law, I found it very creative and, of course, it does have a lot of similarities with writing, the the focus on words, on language, on nuances of language, on drafting to deadlines and, and all the stories in law. So I hadn't planned to change careers, but I became very ill very subtly in 2009. And I had to stop working. And while I was ill, I started writing. And I haven't gone back since to legal practice. Writing took off for me and it, I suppose it, it consumed me in a way. I became quite obsessed with writing short stories. And that's what I've been doing since. The first of my longer short stories was Night of the Silver Fox and that was published by the Stinging Fly magazine in 2012 and I had another longer short story published 
at the end of that year a story called A Different Country. And it was shortly after that that Declan Mead at The Stinging Fly asked if I would be interested in working towards a collection. And of course I was. It was a collection that was a long time in the making and it's called Dinosaurs on Other Planets. That title comes from a question that my youngest child asked me one night when I was putting him to bed. He said, are there dinosaurs on other planets? And that stayed in my head for a while until it joined up with an image and eventually became a story. And I'm absolutely delighted that Dinosaurs on Other Planets is, is out there in the world.